organizing and maintaining an industrial system which has enabled you to make this marvelous progress. We are not on trial. We have elevated the standard of America and increased its wealth in a ratio never before dreamed of. Ah, here you are, Governor. I had hoped that the spectacle of Senator Butler addressing a dinner meeting of millionaires of New York would show the American people whose servant he is. But apparently my hope is forlorn. In America, shirts, every man dreams of himself as a millionaire. And so every man thinks that the senator is speaking for him. Well, it's not good, Governor. What we gained with Byrne, this letter, is lost. And New York? Ah, it is very bad in New York. Well, perhaps if we had held up the letter, the... Ah, water over the dam. If we could find something else that was startling, something else to help the people see the truth. Mm, those things are rare, shirts. As rare as people who don't burn letters when they're told to. Ah. Come. Governor, I wouldn't have interrupted, but you told me when Mr. Davis... He's here? Yes, at once, sir. I'll wait outside, Governor. On the contrary, I want you here, Shirts. Uh, this is Mr. Joseph Davis, sir. Mr. Davis, the Governor. How do you do, Governor? This is an honor, sir. Thank you. This is Mr. Shirts, Mr. Davis. Uh, Mr. Davis, how do you do? How, how do, you... do you do, Mr. Shirts? You may speak freely, Mr. Davis. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I, uh... <laughs> As, as you know, sir, I have certain evidence. The story's quite simple, sir. I have here a picture of a tombstone. And here is an attested copy of a marriage certificate. The tomb is that of Senator Butler's eldest child, who died at the age of three. You will notice, sir, that the date of birth of that child, as given on the stone, coincides exactly with the date of the marriage certificate of Senator Butler and his wife. This is unbelievable. Good heavens. Go on, Mr. Davis. It is known down in Kentucky in a certain limited section, sir, that uh, the senator and his wife were married down there by an itinerant minister a year before the dates on the certificate and the tombstone. But that minister filed no certificate, sir. So the senator and Mrs. Butler were remarried, for the record, the day their first son was born. I follow you. Go on. However, sir, we need not mention the unrecorded wedding. They failed to mention many of the unimportant truths uh, about uh, the Halpern affair. I understand, and... Mr. Davis. You've come to a great deal of trouble on my behalf, haven't you? Well, it's no trouble, really, Governor, really. These are all the proofs? Uh, yes, sir, yes, sir. I kept no copies for safety. Sake, I see. Sir. That's very wise. My sincere thanks, Mr. Davis. Uh, not at all, sir, not at all. Uh, do you recognize this? Why, yes, sir. It's the affidavit I sent you. Is it, Miss Sarah? Well, yes, sir. Now I'm placing it with these other papers. Once across this way and across this way again and again. But, sir, you... thank you, Mr. Davis. The other side can have a monopoly on all the dirt in this campaign. Governor, I still think you should have used that material. Fair is fair. Or fire with fire, perhaps. But two wrongs don't make a right story. And in any case, election night is a little late to bring that up again. Well, you know how David is, Governor. Never satisfied. Uh, your job on Burn This Letter was a wonderful story. Thank you, sir. It was good. But old Butler killed himself for that millionaire dinner, after all. 
how anyone could be so stupid in the middle of a depression to eat that dinner and make that speech. So right? we didn't need to throw mud after all. And I am amazed. Amazed. Your plurality, sir, everywhere. I am tempted to call you Mr. President, sir. No, not quite so fast, Story. Our popular vote is wonderful. But it's the old story without New York State's electoral votes in our column. Any minute we... now they'll concede. It's not so very close in New York. Yeah, it's a little too close for comfort here. It's just a trifle too close. A telegram just off the wire, Governor. Butler concedes, Miss Sarah? I'm afraid not, Mr. Story. Senator Butler is not conceding until the last precinct vote is in. In fact, he's demanding a recount in New York State. A recount? Oh, my. Well... Well, if that's the case, there's nothing we can do here tonight. No. I propose we all go home. And uh, here are two bills the legislature has just passed and sent along to you, sir. Uh, this pardon for a man in state prison. Also some correspondence in relation to the development of waterways. The uh, Highway Commission sent these on to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, What's government. troubling you, Miss Sarah? Well, well, it's five days since election. How you can sit there and never even ask about the result. I think we know the will of the people, Miss Sarah. They repudiated Senator Butler and his party decisively in a great many states. I guess I just want your permission to call you Mr. President. Oh, now, now, enough of that, Miss Sarah. There's work to be done. And I'm the governor. And will continue to be until midnight, December the 31st. Uh, forgive me, sir, for bursting in on you. Word has just come from the telegraph office. It must be a good word, Schertz, from the look of you. Is he, Mr. Schertz? Is he? Senator Butler has at last conceded. They accept the recount. You, sir, are our next president. Oh, thank you. Congratulations, sir. Yes, sir, congratulations. You know, Schertz, Miss Zara here was rather worried. She has all her plans made for the White House. <laughs> no doubt. But frankly, I'm very glad to hear it. I'm more than glad that they yield peaceably. For in any event, I should have felt it my duty to take the office of President of the United States on the 4th of March next year. Well, you've probably figured out by now who I was when all that happened. It really did happen, you know, and I'll tell you the answer in just a moment. Out of the past come stories powerful in their concept, dramatic in their scope. This year, the American Broadcasting Company is again proud to present the greatest story ever told every Sunday. You'll hear dramas that happened over 2,000 years ago, dramas of pomp and glory, of kings and slaves, and especially of one man whose voice was heard above the crowd. Who was this man with strange and miraculous powers? Some called him friend. His enemies feared him, but his life has been read and studied by all for centuries. Hear about this man who many called the master on the greatest story ever told when it's heard Sunday over most of these ABC stations. Now, here again is Edward Arnold. The campaign and the events you heard about in this story today took place in 1884 when Grover Cleveland won the election from James G. Blaine. President Cleveland's campaign was complicated by the press release of, a, of an old scandal and by the fact that Cleveland insisted on working at his job of governor of New York State all during the election struggle. However, he received tremendous help from the independents led by that great American citizen of German birth, Karl Schurz. 
Both Cleveland and Schertz believed that the great test of democracy lay in waging a campaign on the issues of the day, and that you can't fool Americans by throwing mud. Their victory seems to have proven them right, and that politics is not part of the old saying, all is fair in love and war. You'll see me again next week, won't you? I'll have another story for you then, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. Goodbye. Edward Arnold appeared by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Julia Misbehaves, starring Greer Garson and Walter Pidgeon. <laughs> Mr. President was created by Robert G. Jennings. It is produced and directed by Leonard Reed. Miss Sarah was played by Betty Lou Gerson. This story by Ira Marion was suggested by incidents in the life of President Grover Cleveland. Music was composed and conducted by Basil Adlam. to listen again next week when the American Broadcasting Company and its affiliated stations bring you Edward Arnold with another interesting and factual story of Mr. President. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.